All right, so bonus round. Let's talk about advice. Let's talk about 15 years of industry experience, <laughs> right? Give me give me your best advice, and let's kind of keep it little because we could talk for the next, like, 10 days about this stuff. So we, give me – Yes. <laughs> give me, like, your top three best ideas or best nuggets of wisdom, especially for somebody who maybe is in design but maybe thinking also they want to get into publishing. So let's kind of give it a little bit more structure than just in general. Let's kind of go from somebody that kind of is thinking about going the way you went, right? Starting with designing some games here and there and thinking, I could do this as a, as a business, as a side job. So, like, what's your best wisdom for somebody in that position? So, here is the advice that I got when I did my research um, before I well, back in the time, there was no Kickstarter. So I put my house on second mortgage in order to print my first game. Yeah, that's... Uh, I, had to, I, yeah, I, had to, I had to convince my wife that was a good idea. <laughs> right. You're still married, right? Yep. yep. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I will... First of all, I think the best piece of advice is the one that uh, I got from all the publishers I went to. And I went to Looney Labs and Twilight Creations and whole, all the people I mentioned early on in the show... Um, and they all told me, don't do it. <laughs> wow. Right. Um, now there are some real reasons why they told me not to do it. There's a real reason why I tell a whole bunch of other people not to do it. Um, and this world has changed a little bit. So let me define more closely what I mean. Um, there is a distinct difference between going on Kickstarter publishing your game and just creating enough games to fulfill to those people who supported you or, and here's, here's where the tricky part happens. I want these to also be on retail shelves. That decision to want them on retail shelves takes you from hobby. I made a game and I'm so glad that it's out there and people are enjoying it to I just opened a business and everything that comes with it. They are very different things. Most designers probably should either kickstart and fulfill to people who love and support the game or pitch it to uh, established publishers who their business is to go out there and, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's amazing how complicated and how much work it is to actually be a publisher. Right. Um, now, every single publisher that told me not to do it did so because, one, it's really good advice. It is very hard to make any money as a publisher. It is super amounts of work. It is life-changing Whatever your life was before you decided to fill your garage with games or wherever you store them, it's gone. Yeah. You, you have a new life now, and if you're not ready for that, if that's not what you signed up for, you just created a monster. And they know, like I know, that for those people who will hear all the terrible things that can happen to you, all the pitfalls, all the risk, financial, and everything else that you are taking on, um, for those people who are like, yep, but this is what I want to do. And I have enough passion and determination, and I don't care what anyone says, I have to do it. 
those are really the only people who will be able to survive long enough to do it. So I very often dissuade people from actually becoming publishers because it is not for everyone. Mm -hmm. I think, I think a lot of people have some great game ideas and some of them have not just great game ideas, but damn good games period. And they've actually built them and they, they, they could publish them, but do you, are you really ready to take that step? And, um, and there are books written about, you know, everything that goes into it. And I could, I could list for a long time, like, you know, all the things that you really have to be aware of when you make that decision, do your homework. Um, so, but I know some people are just going to like, you know, be so passionate, so dedicated, they're going to do it anyway. And they're going to be okay, maybe, because right. we all have to get lucky too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the other trouble is that um, this is not the same world it was uh, back in the 80s and 90s. Um, at Gen Con this year, 625 new game titles were released. In a weekend. <laughs> in a weekend. <laughs> right. Okay. Now, it should surprise no one that there is no distributor and no retailer that can stock all those games so how do you survive and by the way it's not just the game you created right now Mm -hmm. you have to have a whole line ready to go and keep feeding the machine because you're only as good as what you did last and quite honestly back in the 80s when you created a game people would play it for 10 years it's a staple at everyone's house and at every game store you can find it now a game can launch and disappear in two months. Yeah. And all the investment of time and energy and, uh, and you're money talking about a great, and great, like a really good game a, can do that. We're not game. talking about, yeah, we're not just talking about some throwaway thing that happened. No, like great games from great publishers disappear in a matter right. of weeks. Yeah. But you know what? Oh, it was up against a magic release. Yeah. And retailers didn't have enough, have enough money to put it in their store. Or, oh, yeah, you know what? It didn't get enough media attention for whatever reason. It, the lightning didn't hit. Great games, and there goes, like, now you've got a garage of them. Yep. You know, so it's, um, it's a hard business. Um, so my recommendation for most folks is um, if, you've got, if you've got a game that people keep on asking, oh, my God, when is this going to be ready? Share it with a publisher. And if your goal is just to get it printed and share it with people, that's a great way to do it and not have to change your entire life. Yeah. Or if you are going to kickstart, that's cool. I would kickstart and and just fulfill out to people who who supported you. Um, it's going to be more work. It's you know I mean that's that's a great undertaking. And if you don't know printing, it, there are plenty of ways to lose your shirt doing it. Yeah. But. It's really when you cross over the line and you're like, okay, I need enough stock to go into retail and now I need uh, distribution and now I need like all of a sudden that's a game changer. Yeah, for sure. This is actually something I'm dealing with right now. I've, I've got a game. I feel really good about it. Uh, I'm excited. I was thinking about, okay, maybe I'll just do it on my, my own own. Maybe I'll do a Kickstarter. And I thought, yeah. well, I don't know that I want to print 2,000 games. I don't know that I want to become a business. I don't know what – I mean, this podcast is basically my third job. Like, I don't know yeah. if I want a fourth job, right, where I'm adding all these things. I was talking to a good friend uh, who's in 
printing and publishing and like he like he's in the industry he works for one of the major printers and he was like okay you need to make sure you have a representative that talks to you about shipping and the person that talks about fulfillment like all these different things i was like i don't want to do all that i think i'm just gonna yeah. put it on kickstarter and if maybe i can sell four you know three four hundred copies i will feel extraordinary about the whole situation and then i'll do something else and that's okay like you don't have to go out there and do a minimum print run of two thousand games like that's like you don't have to do that because it's gonna. You're starting a business. You're not just doing a game. And so I think yeah. that's really, really good advice. Now, do you have any other other advice? Just anything in general you've you've picked up on over 15 years? Maybe as far as like how things have changed. Like you mentioned, Kickstarter changed everything. But like anything else that you've noticed, kind of over 15 years, that okay, here in 2018, things are different than they were over the last five, 10 years. You know, there's. I'd say that there is. You would think that even with 625 games coming out just in a weekend, there'd be no more ideas yeah. or there's there's not enough room for this game. And the truth is, well, I mean, we keep on waiting for the bubble to burst and it's like one extra game that like, you know, is just the truth is there's an audience for every game out there. Now, it may be a small audience. It may be a huge audience, but you're going to find someone who appreciates what you created. Yeah. And that is honestly the reason to do it. When you see someone appreciate something you created, that's why I still do it. Um, it's not about making money. It's not about you know printing as much as I can print. It's about it's about that moment when I sit across the table and I see their face light up. That's why I do it. And so whether you just do that in your group of friends, whether you do it print and play and you just share it with the internet, however you sh however you share your game with the public. That's the real joy of it anyway. It's yeah. creating it and sharing it. So let that, first of all, be your focus. Um, the other thing is that there are some things that haven't changed at all. And this is one of the most wide open and welcoming industries, I think, in existence. Um, it's even like starkly different than the other side of the toy, toy and game industry. Uh, you know, the, the big guys, when when... Uh, designers who on the other side are called inventors, by the way, <laughs> when inventors pitch uh, Hasbro games uh, or uh, endless games, um, it's all corporate secret. Designers yeah. won't share even a whisper of their theme, of their mechanics. They would certainly won't sit down and play test it with you. Right. I mean, it's top secret. Here in the hobby industry, we all sit down, we collaborate, we have fun, like, you know, building someone else's vision. I mean, it's it's part of the hobby mm -hmm. is to is to pitch in and help create around us um, and to take input from all sorts of different, um, you know, people who are many times just enjoyers of the hobby. And I think that is really special. And I think the uh, the willingness for, for, you know, CEOs of companies uh, at, at, you know, certain sizes, you know, if you had a question and you emailed them, they, they'll give you, you know, their, their two cents and their insights and wisdom. And it's just that kind of industry. Yep. It's, it's, it's more a float all the, you know, the, the, the tide ride, you know, raises all boats kind of a, a, a feel. Yep. I don't feel like I'm a competitor with the other companies in the industry. I am, of course, we're all competing for the finite dollars, but that's not how I feel it. That's, you know, that's why I'm friends with so many people at different companies and why we play each other's games. I mean, we're just here to really enjoy each other and, and the games we make. Yeah, definitely. It is such a unique industry 
in that way. And it's, again, it's one that I love being a part of. And I'm so glad that I can sit down and talk to people like yourself and like all these other designers and, and publishers who've come on this show. And we've just had these really good conversations. And so, yeah, it's, it's a great uh, place to be, so to yeah. speak. And go ahead go ahead and share your games with others. Yeah. Um, because there are a lot of people who are like, oh, uh, if, if, I sh- if I play my game out in public, will people steal the idea? People are not going to steal their idea. Yeah. People, people have to be dragged to buy a game. Uh, you know, so just showing it to people is no one's going to steal it. There's too much pride in, in building your own thing in, in most cases anyway. Um, I won't say it's never, never happened, but by and large, it's not that place. So share your games, get all the input. Um, and again, that's a lot of the fun of it. So, um, yeah, the process yeah. is the thing. It's yeah. not, you know, it's one of those making the game is just as much part of it as selling it. And so that's, that's one, another thing is you get to enjoy, cause good Lord, making a game takes forever. You know, it's yeah. it, from, from idea to table, like on someone's table that they bought it. I mean, that, that could take years. And so yeah. it's good that we get to enjoy this process because if you didn't, uh, it wouldn't be very many people doing it because it just takes takes too long, takes too much effort for not enough money to really kind of incentivize it enough uh, to do it for the money's sake. Yeah. But, Kurt, man, really appreciate you coming on the show. Appreciate all the insight. Appreciate the uh, the way you have helped the hobby in so many different ways, the way you have enhanced the hobby uh, through your company, through your games. And so, yeah, uh, good luck with everything you, you got going on right now. Thanks so much. And it was a pleasure being here.